Good evening. It's so good to see you all tonight. I just feel the excitement in here tonight. Like Jackson was saying, we've got baptisms happening, and it is. There's excitement in this air tonight. God loves it when people make a commitment to Him, when people take that next step in their journey with Him, to commit to Him, to proclaim their faith in Jesus Christ. He loves that. He's so here with us. And that third song that we sung, that that one, like, get ready, because we're going to play one of those verses, that one, you know, the breath to these dry bones. Like in, in the book of Ezekiel, in the Bible, it talks about there's a valley of dry bones. And just when we were singing that song, I just felt, you know, there's some people here tonight that feel a little bit dry on the inside. It could be things, you know, a bit battered, things that are happening, circumstances, things with work, things with family, things with marriages. And, and what happens, you know, you get up every day and you try and you push it and you push it and you push it. But tonight, I believe God is here to breathe on those dry bones, to breathe and bring freedom to those ears, to breathe his breath, which brings things to life. So we're going to pray, p- play that from that part there, please, Jordan. And as we're doing that, just close your eyes and reach out for him. Reach out for his breath. Just over here, like Matt and what was, sorry, Ash, Matt and Ash. I just feel that uh, I actually saw a contract ready to be signed. I feel that there's been a, a lot of um, tossing, toing and froing going on with this contract and, and a real dryness around it and a real doubt on like whether to even do it, whether to even go there. But I just see that, you know, God's going to breathe on that situation. There will be no doubt in your mind. There will be no doubt. And he's going to breathe on it. And it'll, it'll be fruitful. It'll come to fruition and it'll go forward in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for your will in that situation, Father. I thank you, Lord, for your guidance. I thank you, Lord, Father, that you see everything, Father. You see the areas that were dry, Lord, and you breathe on them, that you bring your life, you bring your light and your power in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. God is good. You know, Nick Hickman, you're an incredible young man. You are. There's a reason why you're so tall. You're called to stand above, to lift higher, to raise up. Like there's just such a touch of God on you. It's been in you since you were a child. It's always been there. There's been times when, you know, you may have felt stagnant in your walk with God. But I'm telling you now, that'll never happen again. It's not even happening now. You're just going to keep going from strength to strength and glory to glory. You've just got such a pastoral heart as well. You care about people. People that are around you are going to feel your love, your encouragement. You're going to breathe on them. You're going to encourage them to push further into God. You already have. I'm sure there's a lot of people already here tonight where you've sowed into their lives. So I thank you, Father, for this awesome young man of God. I thank you, Lord, for Nick. I thank you. He is called that you're growing him, that you're raising him up, Father, as a leader. I thank you, Lord, for the pastoral heart you've given him. I thank you, Lord, that he sees people and he cares. Not only that, he gets words of knowledge of where to go, what they 
they need healing from, what they need help for. Thank you, Lord, that you're in his life. Speak to him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good. Let's give God a hand. He's a good God. Yeah. Woo. Thank you. Please take a seat. Thank you. You guys are incredible. So good tonight. Love that. Just love that sense of of God being here and his spirit being here. And, you know, at any time, God is here with you. You don't have to be in a church to hear from him. You can speak to him any time. So we are, yes, launching groups. And I talked about one another. Groups are all about one another. And that there's so many scriptures in the Bible all about one another. Nearly 60 and, and yeah, I know, there's lots of them, you know, love one another, like be kind to one another, build one another up. That's what we do. Comfort one another, honor one another, all those things. See, God never intended us to live the Christian life alone. We're going to be hearing from three great people here tonight who are going to come up and share, share what God has done in their life, how they started and how they're going right, right now. Interesting stories, I'm telling you now. It's going to be good. But groups, I love them because, for me, it's how I've grown in my Christian walk with God. Like 15 years ago, uh, I came into a church and I thought, wow, this is so good. I love the, the worship. I love the preaching. It was so relevant. But straight afterwards, I would shoot through. I'd be gone. And the reason, the reason for that is because I felt so awkward. I didn't know anybody. I didn't go along to church with somebody that was there or anything like that. So I felt like a bit missing. Did that for a whole year. I know it's amazing when I think about it that I kept on going. Because really, when you're isolated, the enemy will come and try and steal that hope that God has put in your heart. That's what happens. Like There's a scripture, John 10.10, 10, it says like that the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that you may have life and have it in abundance. That's what that's about. So I, for a year I did that. Nuts, I know. But then I thought, you know what? All these people here, they're not friendly. They're so unfriendly. Oh, my gosh. They're so, like they're just not friendly at all. And then I hear this thought, God saying to me, you're not friendly. Oh, what? What? I mean, I said hi. Like, wow. So I had to step out myself, and I set a goal to meet someone every Sunday. I had to do that because it wasn't actually other people. It was me. How can somebody meet me when I'm taking off as soon as the service finishes? And there are two things that changed my whole Christian walk that got me involved with people. One of them was serving. Yeah, that's right. Been there a year and somebody asked me, hey, do you want to help out on the barbecue? I was so excited because somebody needed me. Like, wow, how's that? You know, you think, like, I'm telling you, if you're here tonight and you want to serve, we need you. Don't, I'm, I'm asking you myself, everyone, personally. We need you. We do. So don't ever think that you're not needed. I didn't know I was needed. I thought everything just like happened, you know, chairs, all those things up there. Everything just happened all by itself. People do that. So 
Serving was one of them, and the other one was being in groups. Groups are what helped me to grow. They, they had, I made such good friendships with people in them. They helped me to grow. They helped me to grow in prayer. I've been to prayer groups. I've been to um, Bible study groups, lots of different groups. And in that, every one of them added more of God to me. One of my scriptures, really, that has been uh, for my life, I suppose, that God would give me a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, that I would come to know him better. That has been one of the things that have, has driven me to learn more about him, and that has happened in groups. But I'm going to get these three people up, one at a time, actually, and we're going to talk a little bit about what God has done in their lives, not just in groups, but in general. So the first one, like, I'll have like Brian. Come on up here, Brian McKenna. Here he is. Give him a hand. Hello, Brian. Hey, Teresa. How are you going? I'm not too bad. That's good. Good. I oh, think that's, that's good. good. <laughs> Look, he looks like, yeah, just like, relax those shoulders, mate. You know, oh, no, no. oh he is relaxed. Those are really shoulders. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, then. <laughs> All right. Let me just stand straight now. So, <laughs> so, so we want to know a little bit about your background. Like, were you brought up? In a church, or no, tell so, us a bit. Um, growing up, my mum she was from South America, so we grew up in a Catholic sort of environment. Okay. And um, yeah, me and my brother, we sort of knew of God that He existed and so on, but we didn't really have any sort of um, you know spiritual guidance in that sense. So, yeah. all right, okay. So, how did you actually come to even find out about God? Or um, so my wife now, um, she's been brought up in a uh, Christian home, so. I was sort of introduced to it through her, and um, we lived in Brisbane for the last sort of five years, and okay. we were going, you know, in, going to church and stuff, and I was not never really fully compelled to go into church, and I always had these walls up sort of thing, so... Wow, and that's Brittany. Just, Where are you, Brittany? Yeah. Oh, there she is, down there. There's beautiful Brittany down, the, down there. So, so you went along with her, yes. but you were just sort of going along with her, yeah. not really for yourself, just no. to appease... Pretty Brittany. much, yeah. Okay. That's good. Like, it's like, you did a good job, Brittany, by the way, like getting him to continue like that long. Like that, that was that. So then you moved up to the coast, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So, like, tell us, like, what made you actually, because you eventually did accept Jesus into your life, like, what, what happened? Tell us what happened. Yeah, so um, I guess... Uh, May last year, we sort of came to C3, and um, it was then where I sort of had this sort of desire that I wanted to sort of get to know God a little bit more, and it felt a little bit more natural, I guess. Wow. And just, uh, I knew that all, all my behaviors prior to going to church before then was quite selfish in a way, and, um, you know, I knew that there was more to life as well, and just sort of doing doing my own sort of um, thing, and really sort of putting God first, I guess, kind of changed a lot of things. And the way I sort of looked in looked at treating my, my now wife, I guess, and also my relationships and, yeah. Okay. No, that's good. Yeah. So so did it happen in a moment, like what, the moment that you actually accepted God into your life, like what was going on in your head when that happened? Because um, I'm so interested. I mean, he'd been going along mm. to church. The walls were still up. Yeah. So what actually made, you know, tipped you over the line? It's a hard question. It's a bit tricky because for me, like, um, 
everything in my life I've found has been sort of like a constant sort of fire. Same with my relationship with Britt. Like when I met her, it was, you know, I was head over heels for her when I first met her. But like it's still day by day, um, my love for her just kept growing. And there was the same thing with going to church and wanting to sort of get to know God a little bit more. And it sort of just continued to just spark that fire. And um, yeah, so... So yeah. then, yeah. So it was. It started off small, and it grew yeah. enough for you to to actually accept God yeah. into your life. When you when you did that, because we talked about this, like what actually happened when you, like, you put your hand up to say, "Yes, I accept Jesus in my life." I guess yeah. It was just more for um, being able to take my faith serious, I guess, and you know, being accountable as well, and um, wow. yeah, just taking it, taking my faith to the next level, I guess, yeah. So, so when you did that then, did you still come along to church for Brittany? No, it was more for myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. So it was more for you. Yeah. So, so tell us, like, just since that's happened, because that happened, it would have been about May, May, yeah. May last year. Yeah. Just so that's under a year. Yeah. May last year, because I remember it at Real Men Conference yeah. that it happened, because I was down the back there and I saw you put your hand up and I thought, yes. <laughs> This guy's amazing because I remember meeting you in the foyer with you and Brittany when you first came along. But what what are some of the things that have changed since you did that? Um, made that a, lot, a lot's definitely changed in the last sort of eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from like everything in my life sort of fast-tracking, like in terms of career, um, you know, um, marriage now to where it is like before we had God in our life. It's, um, wow. you know, really taken off and um, I guess just having an eternal mindset as well so not living for the now as, oh. as much sort of you know seeing beyond what our bigger purpose in life is I think so that's yeah. great so it, it's more you know like it was that there's more to life than this yeah definitely kind yep. of thing. and I think you did alpha as well didn't yeah, you yeah that's correct as yeah. like one of the groups your first group yeah, that you did yeah we met a lot of um, you know nice people there that supported my new journey as well like okay. um, Jackson Corder Yep. And um, Jess and all those that were involved, they really, um, you know, were easy to sort of relate to and, you know, easy to answer questions and it was really good. So, that is yeah. excellent. So with, like you did Alpha, like with the groups, you've also done Next Steps. Yep, Isn't I've that done right? Next Steps as well. So that's also, you know, a good course, uh, you know, program to sort of help find my natural giftings and the things that I'm, you know, sort of, naturally I guess talented at I guess um, you know yeah you would have done like a personality yeah personality test and got to see my weaknesses as well or where I was kind of you have some weaknesses yeah I didn't I didn't know so (laughs) I didn't know it's all right we all do (laughs) no (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. okay so you learned that so so what from that did you find out where you could serve in the church yeah so from there um, for me, like, I knew one of my strength, strengths was just to sort of, um, you know, always turn up and just, just like what I do in life for going to footy training all year out, all year round. And um, it was just, I knew I could be there on a Sunday morning and give, give my time to, you That's know, great. committing to the steward team and, you know, yep. serving for God. So Come on. Yeah. That is really good. So we've actually got a photo of your water baptism when you got water baptized. Oh, check <laughs> that out. Now, that is a great moment, isn't it? So when that happened, like, did anything, you know, did, did anything, what, what was going on 
with you then? Yeah, it was. I guess it was, um, you know, part of taking that next step and making that public declaration in, you know, wow. make, taking my faith serious and um, just like it wasn't a light switch moment where I was like, you know, getting the sensations of all the, you know, the bells and whistles. It was just like a, you know, that's right. Just like a, a, the fire was just getting, you know, more and more fuel to the sort of journey to where I'm now. So that is yeah. excellent. Let's give Brian a hand. Like, thank you so much for sharing. See right there, even in a salvation moment or when you get water baptized, sometimes there's no, you know, outstanding experience. But what it is, believe me, God knows you've done it. When you actually take that step, it actually happens on the inside of you. Things that have already been happening on the inside. That was that's a great story right there of a guy who went to church, the little fire started, but then he committed his life, and now he's all in. He's serving, he's got water baptized, he's in a group. So give, let's give Brian another hand. Okay, Alex. Come on, Alex Fitch. Here she comes. One of our amazing young adult team. Hello. Oh, <laughs> Good looking too, hey? We're like, we're matching tonight. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> so, Alex. Yeah. Like, you've been coming for, is it five years? Seven years. Oh, my gosh. Time flies. Seven when years. When you're having fun, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about your, you know, your background. Yeah. Um, so, I grew up in a Catholic environment, I guess, probably the same as Brian. Like, my grandparents were really Catholic, but my parents weren't really. Um, so, I kind of grew up, like, knowing God and knowing Jesus. Like, I heard all the stories about Jesus, but I didn't have a relationship with him or didn't really think too much about it, to be honest. Is yeah. that right? Well, yeah. how did how did you end up here? Yeah, well, I actually had a friend. Um, we were a little bit naughty, so we weren't allowed to hang out with each other. A little bit naughty. <laughs> in that time, she actually um, met someone who came to this church, um, came along, got saved, invited God into her life and everything, and then um, when we were allowed to hang out with each other again, she invited me along. And <laughs> Is that because um, she wasn't naughty anymore? Well, she wasn't naughty, and I was kind of borderline naughty. But okay, that's all right. <laughs> she was a good influence. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she just invited me along and just said, come check out this church, and I could see the change in her I guess so I was like wow there's something really different about you so yeah so, so what were your first thoughts when you came in not gonna lie it was a little bit weird <laughs> <laughs> um, I think going up like in a really Catholic church I'm just used to like the wooden pews and like silence in church and coming in like I like loud music anyway so coming in and having a band like this and just seeing people really happy and free and it was really enticing so yeah okay okay yeah. <laughs> so what then like so on that first night that you came, you obviously yeah. came back again. Yes, I did. I came for a few times, yeah. Yeah, okay. I came to like youth group and everything. Everyone like lifted, was like lifting their hands and I was like, this is a little bit odd, but kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. In, in your salvation moment, mm -hmm. what happened then? Um, it was Thursday, our Thursday night Easter service that we had seven years ago. Oh. Um, so I, was, I remember exactly where I was sitting. I was sitting over there. <laughs> Um, and I don't know, I just remember coming to a place where I felt like I was at a crossroads and I was like, okay, I either need to, like, need to invite God into my life or things are just going to keep going south and pretty bad. Okay, like, so what, was, what, what are some of the things that were going on in your life? I mean, you don't have yeah. to go into details, you don't <laughs> yeah. want to. But. Yeah, um, I think I was just, 
overall, I was just really full of self-hate. So a lot of my decisions came out of that self-hatred and self-loathing. Wow. So um, I made a lot of poor decisions and uh, like my mindset about myself and the world around me was really negative. Yeah. Gosh. So how old were you at that time? Um, I was 17. 17, 17. and you had all these, these self-hatred yeah. thoughts and yeah. any, any idea of why? Um, well, I was quite bullied throughout school. Okay. Um, I grew up as like a really happy kid and then, um, yeah, I got quite bullied in school and I guess just from there started to believe what people were saying about me and, yeah, just kind of really took it on board, so. Okay. Wow. So that's what can happen, like bullying or lots of different things can happen in, in your life that can change the way that you think about yourself. And after a while, like Alex is saying here, you can start to really think that it's the truth, even though it's a lie. So what happened and what made you actually accept Jesus into your life? Yeah, well, I think I was just really overwhelmed by like the presence of God in this place on that night. And I just really like like I'm not a crier and I was just uncontrollably crying. I'm not a public crier. So yeah. <laughs> I was bawling my eyes out and I just remember not being able to contain these feelings coming out. And um, it just felt like all like the gross stuff was coming out and God was just filling me with his love and peace and oh, grace. That's, that's yeah. wonderful because that's, that's what happens. The Holy Spirit can come and, and sometimes it can make you feel a little bit teary. And, but the cleansing is also a part of what the Holy Spirit can do, yeah. which is fantastic yeah. now since then yeah. like tell us what you've been up to Alex oh, just a little bit <laughs> yeah um well probably I started like attending youth group um just a little bit with my friend and um I started a connect group and <laughs> um what else did I do I did an internship as well um wow. and I actually got a job here as well and so I've been yes. working here and doing youth I did youth for four years and now I'm in young adults and yeah, she is a happening young lady, and 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 the thing is, like when you like, what was it? <laughs> yeah, she is. What was it when you were in a group? Like, just tell me a couple of things that yeah. helped you, or yeah. you know, what things that changed you? Yeah, from being in a group. Yeah, I think like the first group I was in, especially, it really made me feel like I was in this family that loved me, and um, I'd never really had friends that kind of cared for me and actually wanted the best for me. So I think you know, coming into a church and making like feeling like I was part of this community and they taught me how to like pray and read my bible and pray out aloud which was a really incredible thing so that's yeah, great it was awesome really set the foundation for my walk with God yeah and I think we've got a photo of your water oh, baptism no. oh, oh different here different here oh, oh no. isn't that good well look at Josh <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Josh. Like, like, oh, he's not in here. He's up there. Next steps. Oh, that's it's, me too. That's you. <laughs> you actually baptized me, yeah? <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So, tell tell us about your water baptism. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a really awesome night. My mum and my sister came along, which was really cool. I think it was my mum's first time visiting the church as well, which was awesome. Um, but I just really, um, like I'd never really stuck to anything in my life. And um, a lot of people thought that, you know, all my friends and family thought it was just like a fad that I was going through on a phase. And I just really wanted to like show them and show myself that this was permanent and this decision that I'd made for God was forever. So, yeah. That, that is excellent, Alex, because... Yeah. That, that's the truth. And the thing is, when you're in a community, it helps you to keep going. Yeah. It helps you to go further, doesn't it? And as part of it like, let's give Alex a hand. Thank you. Great job. <laughs> Alex's mum actually comes to church too now. 
Okay, so we've got now Jordan Meads. Come on up, Jordan. Another person with shoulders. Like here I was we go. Hoping you'd <laughs> he was hoping. That's I know he joke. had a little sign up going shoulders, shoulders. No, he didn't. He didn't. But this is this is amazing, Jordan. And how long have you been coming for? I remember meeting you and your beautiful wife. Well, wife now, Courtney, out in the foyer. How many years ago was that? Yeah, we've been at church for the best part of four years now. Actually, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember thinking, furniture. oh, they're so cute. This little Kiwi couple. They were all little. Excited, except Jordan here was trying to hide because he saw someone that he knew here. That was Shorty. So he knew Shorty, and he'd come in and he thought, "Oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be stuck here or this anything." Is, is, is that true? Is this that is true? true? So tell us a little bit about your background. Like, were you brought up as a Christian, or? Yeah, so I was brought up in Wellington, New Zealand. Um, definitely not a Christian background. Um, I thought I had a pretty conventional upbringing. That's what I thought anyway. My parents loved me. I always had food on the table. I was always provided for. Um, look, they were split up and they used to fight and custody battles and all that kind of jazz, but to me that seemed normal. Wow. Um, my upbringing was kind of put into two parts. So when I was 12 years old, I, I got an opportunity to, um, to, to sign at the Broncos. And um, so two years later, um, I flew out on a plane by myself without any parents to live with a bunch of 18-year-olds. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that so, sounds like trouble already. It, it wasn't no. good. It wasn't good. So um, I was probably exposed to a lot of things that 30-year-olds are not exposed to and um, used to go to nightclubs and stuff like that at 14. If I, if I wanted a day off school, they would ring in sick for me. Um, I just had a, <laughs> a disorientated view of, of women and, and my role as a man in today's society and, um, and yeah, who I was supposed to be. Wow. That's it. So where did you go from there? Like, did you go back after being in the Broncos thing? Did you go back home? or? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I was after a bit of consistency in my life, and it, I wasn't getting it where I was living. Well, it was consistent, but not the consistency that I was looking for. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I moved back to New Zealand, and um, throughout the, the three or four years that I was away, I came back, and um, my parents, who were, who were generally pretty stable, both had suffered drug, serious drug addictions in that time. So um, to me, I was going from one, one area of my life where I probably wasn't that happy into another one. So it didn't, didn't end up too well. Wow. Yeah. That, like, so how then did you start going to church? How did that happen? Like, I, I love hearing stories of how people... It's amazing how you'll find... I found that God was hunting me down. Because everywhere I moved on the coast here, I lived next door to a Christian. This is before I became one. What? You know, I would hear worship music and think, another Christian? Like, what? But, but that's what he does. But he, but, but, but he leads. He leads us. He leads us. I just, I'm interested to hear, like, how did he lead you? Yeah, so I met my beautiful wife the best part of eight years ago now. Um, we both were head over heads for each other, I hope, anyway, but... Um, <laughs> We, He's hopeful. Yeah, Hope's a good word. But all we knew was um, the love, the only way we knew how, you know. So um, we were experimenting with drugs and we were having fun and I was living my best life, or the best life I could possibly live without God anyway. Um, and we moved over to France with promises of a big house and lots of money and all this kind of stuff with football. Right. It didn't turn out like that. Um, we were left in a, in a position where um, the club was three months behind and now on our, um, on our pay slips, 
Um, they didn't pay the power bill, so we didn't have any power at home. There was no internet. There was absolutely nothing. And I remember Courtney's mum gave us a Bible maybe three or four months earlier. And, um, and we're lucky that, um, I don't know, Courtney had a phone light or something like that. And, um, and she was reading the Bible. And because she, just she had goes, no power. Yeah, she was reading it. Yeah, from the phone light. And, um, and yeah, we just thought there must be more to life than this. So wow. we got back on a plane pretty much the next day, um, Googled churches, and the rest is history. Really? Isn't really. that incredible? Yeah. Like, but sometimes it takes, it, like, God waits for you to get the lowest you possibly can because that's when you actually start looking. I mean, so bad that even though the power's out, you get the phone out so you can read the Bible. That's incredible. It really is. That, yeah. So tell us what, like, come on, like, tell us, you, yeah, you, so, you, you found some churches. Yeah, so since then, our, our lives have transformed, to say the least. So Courtney and I, um, we arrived here. This was the, the first and only church um, for us, and we just felt this overwhelming sense of peace and joy as soon as we arrived in, and everyone was so friendly, and our marriage wasn't going good because we didn't have God in our life. So um, I gave my, uh, Courtney first gave her heart to, um, to, to Jesus, and I soon followed, and since then, we got involved in absolutely everything that we possibly could get involved in because that's how much we wanted it. And since then, our uh, marriage has flourished. We, um, we've got wow. a healthy young daughter, a beautiful young daughter. We've got, um, we've got everything that God Aww. possibly wants to provide for us. Oh, look, look, look. There she is, Zara. There she is. She's beautiful. So, you, actually, when you arrived here, though, you guys weren't married. Is that right? No, we weren't actually. Yeah, yeah you weren't a... married. So tell us like that journey right there. Like what happened when you, you came to Christ, you had a little bit of a revelation, didn't you? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. So we had a revelation and, um, and God really spoke to us clear and said that in order for us to live his way, we had to honor him. And part of that journey was um, us moving out, you know, and to me, I was insecure at the time. So all I knew was Courtney and for us moving out from each other, I thought was the end of us. Oh, wow. um, but by putting God first in our relationship and our marriage, things just become better and better. And it gave me a little bit of time to work on myself before I gave Courtney everything I had in marriage, you know. So that, wow. was, a, that was an amazing journey for us and made me put a ring Let's on it pretty quickly. Give them a hand for that. Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But right there, do you see how something that you've, you're used to, you don't, you're feeling insecure, you don't really want to do it, but to make that decision to put God first because you wanted everything to be right when you actually did get married and that did happen and now you've got a beautiful child just like that. And that must be why you're going to be helping with being part of the marriage groups. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. So um, we've been involved in groups since, since day one. It was kind of an accountability moment for us because... Um, I think it's easy for us to get up and go to work every day when you're getting paid for it, but to go, some, to go somewhere and go there consistently um, to better yourself was something that we made a commitment to ourselves pretty early. So we got that's involved great. in Connect Groups, and then um, we had Shorty and Sandy's Alpha Group as well, yeah. and then that's just progressed through having our own Connect Group, which has kind of been the foundation of our, of our journey the last couple of years, and now I'm um, joining Peter and Ainsley on the, on the marriage teams to tell people what not to do. Wow. Yeah. Been there, done that. A lot of experience. So tell us something that's changed for you from being in a group, whether it was Alpha or your Connect group as a leader, whatever. Yeah, definitely. So there's, there's countless times that, that I've had a, a light bulb moment where, where things have improved my life. I guess 
One is, and I spoke about a little bit earlier, is the insecurity. You know, that's, that's a tough thing, and it comes from being not abandoned, but me living away from home pretty early. So um, being in that environment where you're supported and being in an environment where people want the best for you and an environment where you're forever wow. growing is something that brought that inclusiveness and made me not look for it in anything else other than Jesus. Wow, that is great. Come on, let's give it up for Jordan Meads. Thank you. How incredible is that journey there? Can you see how a group... Oh, I forgot to show Jordan's photo. Oh, 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 he's got a mo. He's got the mo happening. Was it November? No, no, no. I'm glad you don't have a mo now. Like, you know, like, but, but how he had that insecurity thing, but by being around a community, by being in a group, it helped him to get through that. And that's what groups are all about, one another, one another. So we've got, uh, starting this term, we've got three different types of groups, like course-based groups. One of them is marriage. And I saw Peter Walsh here. Where are you, Peter Walsh? Oh, here he is. Peter, do you want to just stand? Peter is going to be leading our marriage course there. Give him a hand. He's, he's a great guy. Like Peter and Ainsley in our church, they've been doing marriage counselling. But it's not just if you're having a hard time in your marriage. It's if you want to make your marriage stronger, join that course, which is starting very soon, actually. You can find out out at the group, I mean, the next step zone, which is straight out the door where the TVs are. There's going to be people. Peter's going to be out there afterwards. Another one that's starting as well is the Freedom uh, course-based group. And here we are, Karen Sterling. Please stand, Karen. There, give her a hand. So freedom, freedom actually is a course that will help you for, for things that you just need to let go of. It could be unforgiveness. It could be uh, insecurity. It could be anxiety. It could be depression. It could be an addiction. But God, he is the one who comes. His Holy Spirit will come and set you free. In a group setting, is, it's amazing because when you share things with someone else, it brings it out in the light and it helps you to heal, just like that. So freedom, go out there and see Karen after the service. And one more is our money management team. And there they are, the gentles. We've got Kate and Mike, Michael Gentle. Please stand there. Now these, like Michael is, a, you know, a businessman and, and Kate is actually a business manager, looks after money. Great with money. They've got their they've got their own things that they've been through with money. I personally did a, a money management course years ago, which helped me so much because I was so controlled by money. Like when you you know you're controlled by money by it doesn't matter what anybody says, I'm immediately thinking, how much is that gonna cost? Oh, I can't afford it. That sort of thing. Don't let money control you. You control money. So it's gonna help you with not only budgeting, but learning how to pay off your debt, learning how to invest, but it's a great course. So you can go and see Michael and Kate out in the foyer after this. But, but tonight has been a wonderful night. Like Thanks so much to Jordan and Alex and Brian tonight for sharing their stories. And you can see how God in every one of those situations, although they are different, Jesus is the same. He came so that we could have life in abundance, and to the full. He wants your best life. And he wanted mine too. And even though it was 15 years ago, 
And I remember it well that I walked in here, had no clue about who Jesus was. I'd heard about God, but I didn't really know about Jesus. And when I came in, I thought, wow, everyone's so happy. I also thought it was a little bit weird, like Alex said, you know, the raising hands business and all that sort of stuff. First time I thought, "Mm, not sure about this. But I came in and something started to happen on the inside of me when that, when that, just throughout the whole time, through the singing, I didn't know what was going on, but in the atmosphere, it was changing for me. Something was happening on the inside of me. And then towards the end, because I came from a background where, yep, I didn't really know God, and I'd lived 38 years without him. I'd done lots and lots of things that I was ashamed of and all sorts of things. So to know that I could come in here and this guy talked about having a fresh start. He talked about a God that could give me a fresh start, that could forgive me, that could just wipe away, cleanse like my sin. Just like how Brian was talking about just the washing away, the washing away of sin. That could happen in that moment. And I thought, you know what? I want that. I want a God who can give me a fresh start. I want to be forgiven. I want to start afresh, anew. And I want a God that can bring peace and joy into my life. So when he asked us, I, you know, who wants to accept Jesus? Like a couple of us put our hands up. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what I was really doing. But I thought, I'm going to respond to this because I wanted that fresh start. And he prayed with me. He said this prayer, and I said it as well. And in that moment, in that prayer, I just felt an overwhelming sense of peace. And since that time, so many things have changed in my life. I've just got purpose in my life. I know where I'm going. There is joy in my life. There is hope in my life. I've been forgiven. I've had a fresh start. I am so different. I am not even the same person that I was 15 years ago. I don't even look like the same person. Yes, I look older, but I'm so different. The anger issues that I used to have, they're gone. They're gone. And that's what God can do.